Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast by Beach Commute. You've got all three of us today. And as you know, on most of our podcasts, we like to talk about digital nomad lifestyle, popular destinations, and all that kind of jazz. But a lot of times what we like to talk about as well are the different jobs that can lead to this type of, no- of lifestyle. So we like to talk about typical career pathways. And today what we want to do is talk about some a little bit unusual career pathways. And we like to talk about this because a lot of times when people think of digital nomad, when they're just starting to get into, uh, you know, thinking about the getting into the lifestyle, they've got this preconceived notion that it's all Instagram influencers, that it's all coders. And yes, while it can be those things, it can also be a lot of unusual stuff. So in our combined, uh, I don't know how many years of travel, we've got quite quite a few different strange jobs that we want to share with you today. So we're going to do that. But first, let's just uh, go around the room. Uh, like I said, Diego and Marissa are with me today. So let me just check in and in uh, clockwise order on my screen here. And Diego, how are you and where are you? Yeah, thanks. I'm over in uh, in Italy right now. I've been hopping around a little bit over here trying to sort of check out different different towns and soon headed over to Lisbon, Portugal. Awesome. That would I have never been to Portugal before out of all the places. Have I been to New... I, I, yeah, that really? one blows people away. And also... Uh, I feel like you'd love Lisbon. They have yeah. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, say no more, sir. They have great coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said the magic combination of words. <laughs> I am on my way. I'm en route. <laughs> Marissa, how's it going? It's good. I am good. Um, I am still in the States for a little bit, heading to Mexico soon, but just chilling here for a little while longer, feeling good. And... What about you, Jeff? Where are you? Uh, still in Georgia. Got one, le- little less than one week left. And Georgia, the country. Georgia, the country. I'm in Georgia, the state. Had to get Jeff my. Jeff in Georgia, the country. <laughs> had to get my hat. I bought a hat that said Georgia on it while I was here, and I realized people are going to think I'm a big fan of Atlanta, the state or the city in the state. So I was like, okay. Like, what honor? You got a hat for and me. Now I got to get a Tbilisi hat. So I, yeah, I got a little less than a week left here, and then I will also be flying direct to Mexico, Mexico City, and then uh, to Oaxaca for Dia de los Martos. Nice. I know we're going to be on different sides of the country. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. in Playa del Carmen, one of my favorites, over by the beach. But it'll be nice to be in the same country, at least. We'll, we'll feel like we're in the same yes. place. <laughs> at least same-ish, same-ish time zone? I don't know. Well, we're close. Yeah. A lot closer than we are know. now. <laughs> we'll be an, right. Maybe an hour. Fewer apart. challenges, for sure. All right. Well, let, who wants to go first? Let's get into this list. Maybe we just go one, one, one. Uh, maybe Diego goes one, Marissa goes one, I go one. How about that? Yeah, and just to start, I think just to share with you, if you're listening, we're going to go kind of round robin. We don't know what the other people have chosen, and right. we're going to share our top three weirdest, I say, you know, quote, weirdest, most unusual digital nomad jobs that people are doing, who we have, again, not just like heard about, but literally personally met, interact with, often lived with, or done a chapter with while we've been traveling. And these are fun just to remind you that there are so many jobs, as Jeff said, that you can do while traveling that you would never imagine. And this is just like, I think we had to limit ourselves. Like we could go on and do hundreds of these, but I want to, maybe Diego can kick it off because I'm so curious. Again, we have no idea what the others have chosen. And Diego says he's got some good ones. So Diego, we're going to put you on the spot for number one. No, and and I I just want to make sure that everyone listening knows that this is not a competition, but (laughs) the one who has the craziest job has one by default. Um, just so just putting that out there. So the, to don't turn it off. off I'm don't turn go. it off after Diego's. <laughs> Listen to the rest of ours. 
There's a, well, we're just doing one one each, right? I think we should have people can write in and choose the winners. Maybe we can have uh, like a comment on Spotify, Jeff, and say who who won with the crazy. Yeah. Show. Okay. So if you're listening <laughs> on Spotify, like there's an option for you to. I'll put in an option for you to write in. Just enter the letters J E F F and then hit submit, and then we are good to go. Or not, Jeff. <laughs> Diego. All right, let's get going. Whatever. Cool. So first one, first one I met actually in Bali. That was about, well, ages ago now, six, seven years ago. So this person traveled with a full on DJ pult and literally we had this villa. There was a, there was a pool that people were sometimes working from as well. And then just opposite the pool, there was this little, like, I don't know, this little bungalow with a pillow inside it. And that person had just decided that that was going to be their office for the rest of the month, had brought out the full on DJ deck and just spread like spread it all the way across that that area and yeah they were basically just mixing music all day long and and that was their job they had this big performance that they were gearing up for with like lights and all sorts of stuff but i'd never seen anything like that remotely so yeah that's my that's my first one what um, that? so what what does that qualify as Elec- remote electronic musician uh, i think that's probably did, what did you would this call person, that. like were they selling their beats or he was just practicing right, for like live question. performances that he would do every now and then no this, so this person was building out the the track that was going to be used in combination with this whole lighting show so everything was pre-done and then once they were done with all of it it would you know that would be the performance that they would be sending off to somewhere follow-up so, yeah, question wow. did production. you have to listen to the same song over and over again for a month it was an honor <laughs> that was the soundtrack of Bali. In other words, yes. <laughs> House music. <laughs> yes. No, but we did hear it a few times. Yes. That's amazing. That is unique. I can't say I have We're met someone stuff. else who does that. No. Remote or otherwise. No. <laughs> so mine, this is a good friend of mine who does whole state real estate sales. Many people don't even know what that is. So I'll try to explain it very briefly. But basically it's someone who has a list, will call people and find, mostly they call people in the States, but he's not from the US. Um, he just kind of like knows the market. So he'll call people who have houses like under distress or that need to be sold and he'll try to negotiate a good deal and then he will sell that contract to someone who flips houses so he never puts the money down he never has to be there he never has to you know see the house or anything he's just getting a good deal and selling it to someone who can then make a profit so he's selling a real estate contract essentially so does this all entire entirely remotely. I think it's just really cool because it seems like it, one, it's just an unusual job in general. A lot of people have never heard of, but two, it seems like something you'd really have to be in person to do. And um, he does this completely remotely in all the ways. So mm. that's my number one. You know, what's really cool about a lot of these jobs, the ones that are just like classically on the ground or in person type of things are starting to get like little yeah. offshoots that are actually fully remote. Yeah, you can kind of get yeah. little niches within them that can be like a remote sector of uh-huh. it where someone else maybe can even go and, and see in, in line. And you can, if you're a great negotiator, like you could do things like that. So it's just good to remember, like some people are like, well, I'm in real estate. I could never, mm-hmm. you know, travel remotely, but there's little subsets of things that you can do. Next one, I've actually talked about it on the show before, but it was a Minecraft engineer. And Diego, you were on the chapter <laughs> with me with the Minecraft engineer. It was hilarious because we all be sitting around doing our co-working and we'd be hearing just overhearing conversations in the background like oh we need to improve our conversion rate optimization our open rates aren't strong enough uh the dragons aren't purple enough we're like well what <laughs> the hell is this guy talking about the dragons aren't purple enough i heard that totally out of context the first time i was like wow that is the most interesting 
offhand comment I've heard in a co-working space before. So we picked his brain and apparently what he was doing was he was he was creating these Minecraft landscapes and items. So I guess you can like you can build stuff in Minecraft and you can sell these things to users. And so that's what he was doing. He had a team of like 70 75 people just spent all day long developing on minecraft and then basically just selling e-commerce all of this fun stuff so by far he had like the funnest conversations out of anybody in the group i was i was a little bit jealous of him and it definitely qualified as a weird one for all my travels i do i do remember that that one yeah and that guy has quite the personality too yeah to match that (laughs) um let's see the next one that i can maybe talk about is what this was in uh, met this guy in bocas which is this little caribbean island off of panama and we had this accommodation that happened to be there happened to be chickens nearby and so this guy's remote job was to do the voiceover for animations for games and for you know other other types of videos so people would basically say look we love your voice could we please have you say xyz with that he basically lived in a closet for that month whenever he was working to try to drown out the chickens and even so the chickens would be coming through on his voiceovers so for him that was unfortunately a very challenging thing to navigate so now you know both the ups and downs of the voiceover artist um, but it was apparently a very lucrative job and uh, something that you can definitely do remotely. All you need is a little mic and a lack of chickens and you're you're all set to go. Diego's winning just for the delivery. Yeah, hold on. We need a little like in-game commentary here. Holy shit. Where... <laughs> you haven't shared any of these with me. These are, these are some of the strangest things. We'll have to do a round two of this at another point. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. This one's, there's no chickens involved, but this is a good one of someone Diego and I both know. I first met him in Mexico. Diego, you might have met him in like Jamaica. I have no idea where you met him, but he was, yeah, is that right? Um, I guess it was, uh, he was an ethical hacker for cybersecurity who worked for the FBI, uh, for the government. So can't share too many details slash we don't know too many details, (laughs) some top secret stuff. (laughs) I'm like, pretend no, I have no idea. Um, but we know this is what he did and it's a super interesting one. Like who, who would have thought you could work for the FBI and be a cybersecurity ethical hacker and uh, still travel the world. So it is possible you can do it. <laughs> that's, that's my number two. I guess he was a bit of a moving target. Probably good for him. Keep him guessing. Don't know where he'll be. <laughs> that's so weird because you would think cybersecurity, they would be super particular about like where you're logging in from. Right. But I guess if he's the yeah. expert in cybersecurity, then he's got that figured out <laughs> or he's telling them how to do it. Right. So kind of yeah his, yeah his vpn game is strong he's he's probably yeah. figured that part out for himself because we also had diego do you remember when we were in oman we had someone living with us who also worked in cybersecurity mm. for like a big banking company and she yeah. wasn't allowed she had to come with a burner not just a burner phone but a burner laptop Whoa, as well that she could only log on she couldn't she wasn't allowed to like use her phone or normal computer while we were like in this country and traveling in different ways. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of workarounds and those are those are some extreme examples. But yeah, that's that's my number two. I feel like it's a good top contender for the winner, but just I feel like Diego's got a good one up his sleeve for for the last part. I don't even want to say mine anymore. You guys have such good ones. I need more I need to meet more interesting people, I guess. Jesus. Next one was also Diego, I think you met him. Yeah, in Colombia. Professional gambler, but he wasn't like... Ooh, that's a good one. Wasn't like a poker... He wasn't like a poker player. He was a sports gambler. And he he actually... I don't believe his job... You correct me if I'm wrong, if you remember better than I do, but I don't believe his job was actually 
to bet on the games. I think his job was to set the lines for the sports bettors on the games. So he was the guy that'd be like the Vegas line is seven and a half points one way or another oh, wow. way or something like that. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he did he That's did pretty cool. good. But the, the odd thing was like he needed so much gear when he traveled. It was wild. I remember we went to Salento and he had like this suitcase that was the size of like the line, the witch in the wardrobe thing that they walk in is enormous <laughs> and he's lugging this thing around these like dirt roads and stuff and trying to make like the worst wi-fi connection in the world work and he's got like four <laughs> monitors going on with games going on each one of them and i was just like i and i asked him like is this legal and i got kind of a yeah kind of answer i'm like, I'm like what <laughs> what does that mean Fair mind He's from Denmark, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Danish. That's right. Some different laws might apply there as well. It, one of those screens was like, is it called an iMac? You know, like the biggest possible <laughs> Mac you can buy that is stationary, like that. You, it's not a laptop. You know, it's the just the screen. Mm -hmm. By the end of the trip, it was cracked all the way down the screen. But you know, oh, hey, I don't that remember was that. Nice paint for it was nuts. <laughs> It was nuts. And he, he brought it into a cafe and set it up there. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. It was that was so the biggest take. Insane. I've never seen Digital Moments take over a place like that. And this is like for, for the listeners, uh, Salento, to put that into perspective, is the tiniest little town <laughs> in Colombia. It's like all these colorful little, you know, people riding around on horses and in old Jeeps. Like that's that's the style. And this guy comes out with an iMac and, and puts it into this tiny little cafe. It's, it made no sense, right? It People are it confused. probably Amazing. dimmed their lights just to plug it in. <laughs> That's how much overkill it was. <laughs> the town went, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half the air conditioners went out in the city. <laughs> don't, don't know if you are you guys ready for round three? Are you saving the best for Ooh, last? Anchor. Oh man, I'm intimidated. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Take us sassy today. I like it. What do you got? <laughs> this was in this was in Nicaragua ages ago, like years and maybe eight years ago or so. One of the first chapters we ever did, in comes a person whose job title is remote dominatrix. Yes, I was in thinking, I, was, I know of this, but I couldn't think if it was like a real person I knew or a story I'd heard. I think it must've been from you. Yeah, it was, we had, that was a month of questions. We asked <laughs> every imaginable question of how do you do, what's the business model? How, fascinating and and this lady was super sharp she was like she she had everything figured out it was really really interesting yeah that kind of started my nomad journey i was like if this is if this i'm meeting this in month two like what what am i going to experience over the course what of the bear in mind for for listeners as well like i've spent i spent eight years almost living almost every month with a group of you know 15 to 25 remote professionals so i've lived with over four, 500 people and like all of these different jobs obviously you, you pick them up as you as you go along but yeah there's a, this is a tre Wait, treasure chest of random This jobs. was like before the days of OnlyFans. This, she was like way mm. ahead of her time where she must have just been doing like paid phone calls or like, I don't yeah. know, what was she doing? Yeah, yeah she no, was the OG OnlyFans. You're not getting off. That is amazing. You're not getting off easy, Diego. You have to, you're going to have to explain for us a little bit. No pun intended. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you, you're going to have to explain to us <laughs> how she was making money exactly. Keeping it within the limits a, of our podcast, if you can. I mean, there's some things that I'm sworn to secrecy on, oh, um, right, so right. I'm gonna have to think about how I could. How More I top secret than the one. FBI. <laughs> Let, let's, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, like we're talking about celebrity level clients, right? So it's really, really interesting stuff. She just had clients oh. from before that she was, 
you know, still working with. And she was, I guess, delivering, you know, services remotely. It's incredible. A lot of it is about how you treat the other person, right? Like that there's a there's a big component of sort of the dominatrix style of things. And I, I guess that must have been a big part of it. I guess phone calls, like, I don't know, messaging abuse. I, I don't know. But basically, that's the uh, that's kind of just the tip of the iceberg of how that business model operated. I love it. Well, Diego, I think you take the cake for sure. Um, I <laughs> tap. Drop our mics I tap now. out. Diego's one. We're tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, done. Yeah. We should have let Diego go last, last, last for all of them. But, That's an easy um, W. Should I even try? I feel like this one is so different. It's like the complete, maybe just for juxtaposition will be funny, but we had opposite of like the phone call messaging dominatrix, like even way before her time. Because I feel like that's like, I'd be like, yeah, it's with more common now, but eight years ago, that's amazing. Mm. Okay, so my number three, someone who we all know well, but he actually has a company that he created um, basically a short, like video recording app specifically for car salesmen <laughs> to use when they sell. So I don't even know if that makes sense to you, but basically <laughs> Diego knows it is as well. But it was such a, like when you get down to the niche of what it is, he was kind of like did software development stuff, but also just was like a smart guy. I met someone and he's got all sorts of other interesting things going on in his life. But yeah, so he has um, an app that he sells for like, it's like six to 10 second, or maybe it's longer now, but short video clips that I think is it maybe used carsmen or, or used car salesmen or just car salesmen can use when they sell their inventory. Like it's very, very bizarre. That's Wait, is this a guy from Brazil? Or are we talking about two people who have the same job? Two, two people have the same job. This is someone he's from Canada, I believe. I'm making it up, but someone okay, who we all know cool. well. <laughs> okay, so so then there's two oh, people with the same okay. job in two okay, different I'm countries. <laughs> I was like, God, that sounds familiar. All right, now I know who you're talking like, about. I know, yeah, I know you both know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, this business model sounds right, so yeah. strangely familiar to me, and it shouldn't. I know, I feel like with everyone, I'm like, do I like, know is this? Is this an yeah, obscure client I had at one point? <laughs> <laughs> I know someone can't remember. I'm like, did I know this person, or did someone just tell oh, me about this? Yeah. He's a he's a fun one. All right, Jeff, bring us home. What's your last? Not one? very exciting, but a little bit surprising. I guess people wouldn't expect it. Um, would be a lawyer. So typically, you would expect a lawyer. They'd have to go into a courtroom, right? And I talked to this guy. He's like, no, not anymore. Like I just do. He just did like uh, he's a patent lawyer, I think. So he just did all copyright stuff and we're just riding on a bus to santa Teresa, and he's just like he had his bluetooth on he's just like oh yeah i just gotta redline that red line i'm like what are you doing he's like oh yeah i'm, I'm working i'm gonna go sit on the beach for the next month <laughs> oh that's fantastic so he just like he went to school became a lawyer which I don't, I don't know how many years that is like six seven years or something like that was making a lawyer salary and he's like screw it i just want to i just want to travel and um took took skills with him he's just like okay the one little niche that you can get into as being part of a lawyer would be patent lawyer so yeah so he just took advantage of it and yeah he was living up on the west side of costa rica so love it i actually have met like a bunch of different lawyers over time oh you who did do all different things and a lot of them like only get permission usually to like leave for a couple months mm -hmm. and then come back or do specific work while they're there so it's a mix of it but i feel like there are some mm. people who can get into niches that are totally remote but yeah yeah that's a this was this was a fun one so many so many unique jobs yeah any any last closing remarks this was i love this episode <laughs> just remember to, to message in who you think won that's that is <laughs> the most, important, the most thing. important that's why i'm here <laughs> that's why <laughs> to i win. up today guys <laughs> to win
Didn't show up to lose. In it to uh, win it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Man, he's bringing heat today, isn't he? How many coffees are you having? Bringing the heat. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Right. Too many. That's too many. Too late in the, the day. Co- oh yeah, that's it. It was timing. It's not quantity. It was timing. You're fresh. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a fair competition. It's early in my morning, and this is not my prime time. So if it, this time, this time zone thing is really hurting my odds of winning. Yeah. I'm gonna blame. You're that. gonna think of like eight <laughs> things off the call. Again. God damn it, I wish I could have said that one. We're gonna do a round two of this one and I'm gonna come with some more. Yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna <laughs> have to br- we're gonna have to bring it next time. Amazing. So yeah, if you loved this episode, if you want to leave us uh we say like a review, a star, a thumbs up, a subscribe. We never know what it is. It changes, whatever it is, based on the platform that you're listening. It helps other people, you know, find weird jobs and learn about remote dominatrix. <laughs> Everyone should hear these things. So yeah, everybody that would be needs to such know. a wonderful thing for us. <laughs> Everyone needs to know. So it really it really helps people find the podcast. So we're so grateful for that. And if you want to receive two remote jobs that we send every single week that you can do from anywhere in the world, you might want to join our email list at beachcommute.com slash email. Anything else, Jeff, that, that the people need to know? Yeah, one last thing. If you, we've, we've actually got a huge wait list right now. A lot of you know that we've got uh, a new program where we're helping people go through the time-consuming motions of actually getting a job. So if you've been trying to get a job recently, you probably notice it's very, very difficult. There are lots and lots of applicants. There's a lot of competition over remote jobs right now. So we are helping people do a lot of the hard work for them. So like I said, we are really, really booked up right now. We actually have a wait list, but it would make sense to at least get yourself on the wait list if you are somebody like the, the ideal candidate for this is somebody that is somewhat well established in their career path. They've been you know, doing the same thing for a certain period of time and they're in a little bit of a crossroads with their business in that they won't let them become remote workers. So we're gonna try to help you find jobs that are gonna let you realize that dream. So uh, make sure you get on the list if that seems interesting to you. It's beachcommute.com backslash apply, beachcommute.com backslash apply. And I think that wraps it up for today. I think that's it. Thanks so much. We'll be back next week with another fun topic. (laughs) Where Diego doesn't win, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we'll pick one that Diego can lose purposefully. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) 